This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Yeah, baby. It's hour four of the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Expressway is coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll have 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content. But right now, it is time for a Cowboys conversation with Eric Chiafalo on how the Cowboys find themselves in the exact spot they were in last season with the run game. Here he is, the Chief. Pretty eye-opening stuff. Looking forward to bringing this to the table. But first, it looks like TCU is going to be losing their offensive coordinator, younger brother of Lincoln Riley. His name is Garrett Riley, and it looks like he is going to be replacing Brandon Streeter as Clemson's new offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Runs in the family. They pick it up, you know, doing well and leaving, right? Kind of their oh my god, the old, the old Hank Williams Shooter song. It's a family tradition. That's right. Bailing and uh, great offensive minds seems to be a family tradition I, for the Cle- Rileys. Clemson's going to money whip that thing. Yeah, you can't get on him for Clemson's going to pay to Clemson. Clemson's going to pay him well over a million dollars. But to be this, this guy, this is one of the challenges of being TCU and trying to remain one of the top programs in the sport. Yeah, at, yeah. because there Absolutely. are there are greener pastures for whether it be you know coaches or uh you know still players and the recruiting and all that kind of stuff will be a challenge but uh do you think Garrett Riley smokes a better brisket than his brother Lincoln I'm gonna guess yes no question 100 percent Sean Sean went after his brother on that brisket I think yeah Uh, well the entire internet did and that was deserved looked disgusting that was I thought it was doing a prank I thought it was a glove it looked like like, like a baseball glove? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a dang catcher's that? mitt. Oh, is that a baseball glove? Oh, Serving it's a it up. brisket? Easter oh. Sunday catcher's mitt for the fam. <laughs> okay, so this is starting to get eerily similar uh, this year to last year in, in regards to the, the Cowboys rushing attack offensively. Uh, Cowboys ran the ball on first down at the sixth highest rate last year. This year, they've cranked it up even higher. They're running on first down at the third highest rate in the sport. So we know how committed this organization is. Jerry, Steven, they're old school. They talk about running the ball. Mm -hmm. We got to be able to run the ball. We got to be able to run the ball. And Jason Garrett believed in that. McCarthy seems to believe in that. And Kellen Moore is uh, a symptom of that as well. uh, Jason Garrett did not believe in that until like 2014. Okay, and yeah. then it and then it became exactly who. Yeah, but we, since who then, was. yeah, it's been a long line with very few breaks away from that sort of first down theory. So, uh, but what you're seeing is much like last year. The further into the season they go, the less effective the Cowboys are at running the ball, especially on these first downs and, and these early downs, because it's a second down problem as well. Uh, I think when you parse through it, but first down, we consistently see over the last month since Terrence Steele has gone down, they hand the ball off and they're in second and nine, seemingly all game or second and eight. Uh, and the Cowboys have you know, Dak in the passing game. And a lot of these games has bailed them out on third and long. 
Um, but that is not something that's overly against sustainable. Against the bad teams, that works. Right, yeah. yeah. It's not overly sustainable when you are on the road versus a good defense, and and that's what you're about to be uh, on Monday night, and that's what you were in Washington the other day, and you saw how that absolutely crushed you. So the league average on first down, uh, first down runs is 4.43 yards per run this year. The Cowboys are four, basically right at four yards a carry. They're 24th in the sport. So they run for the year for the year on first down on first down. Mm. Now, I think uh, uh, those have brought the, the numbers have been brought down like all year. They weren't terrible on first down. They were probably closer to top 15 on first down runs. But over the last month, things have plummeted so bad. Now their average for the year is 24th in the sport. That's just um, pathetic. That, right. It, it, it is pathetic. Yeah, it's a whole it's horrible. Especially when you consider the fact that they run the ball at the third highest rate on first down. So we do it a lot, and we're not good at it. And to get there, they had to be like under three yards per carry on first down over oh, last yeah. month. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. That's, what, that's what we're about to get to. So since week 14 against Houston, the game that Terrence Steele was injured, Cowboys rank 31st in first down runs. They are under three yards per carry. Okay, yeah. they're, The only team they're better than is the Jets. I don't even know what the answer is. Maybe a sixth offensive lineman if you really want to run. Otherwise, you know, I'm just using the run game as a disguise in every way possible. And unfortunately with the injuries now, I don't know if you have that sixth offensive lineman you feel good about. Uh, I think what the numbers are going to show is when you disguise, when you look like an offense based on your personnel that's probably going to pass as of late, that seems to be the best personnel grouping to run out of. So... Hmm. Now, to compare it to last year, I just told you, since Terrence Steele, since week 14, Terrence Steele gets injured, Cowboys are 31st in the sport at first down runs. If you go back to last year, the final month, week 14 to week 18, Cowboys ranked 31st in the sport in first down runs. And they were slightly better on a yards per carry basis last year than they are this year. So keep that in mind. Uh, Now, when you start parsing through it, okay, are they running into... Just heavy boxes? Are teams just just loading it up and they're running into bad looks? Not really the case. Um, Not really the case at all. Shotgun runs on first down seem to open up a little bit more space for them. Still not good, but they're 3.7 yards per carry when they run it out of shotgun. Now, here's the thing that they really like, right? Earlier in the year, it's the young tight ends. It's let's let's do 12 and 13 personnel. Well, when they do that, multiple tight ends... You're talking about two yards per carry right now. 36 runs, 71 yards. But the silver lining, if there is one, Cowboys, when they run out of 10 or 11 personnel, okay, we're going to have one tight end on the field or just receivers here. They're averaging 4.1 yards per carry on first down runs. So, And that's still well below the league average, but it's not like, holy smokes, inept. Um, and so when they're out of shotgun and in 11 personnel and running the football on first down, it goes up to four and a half yards per carry. That is league average. So it seems like their best way of running the ball on early downs is look like you're probably going to pass based on, okay, they're in shotgun. They got maybe one or no tight ends on the field. And then you run the ball and you're getting four and a half yards of carry. And even when you do that, that's what you do best on first down right now when you're running the ball, but you're still league average. Do you know how much they're running or passing out of 11 on first down? Like what the split is on that? Is yeah, it, I mean, is it still 58% would, would, would be too small? Would be interesting to see. 
Yeah, you know, I because the problem is you're getting success when you go into 11 because they're thinking, okay, they're going to pass now. Yeah. But if you keep running out of 11, they'll be like, they're not passing out of 11. They're also, trying to trick us. And after one quarter, they're, they're just going to go back into right. what, playing your run. What you need to do is get Tyron Smith better. That's what you need to do. No, yeah. what, what yeah. you need to the do. Run, the, you, 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 I mean, I love Yeah, but how plausible is that? Let's get Tyron saying. Smith ready in that's, four days. That's the problem. Probably not going to happen. That's well, the problem. Okay, what can I do? I can yeah. just throw the ball in first down instead. Sure. And, you know, but we, we've seen there's so much faith in that guy that's a Hall of Fame tackle. There's a lot of faith. And, and that's one of the reasons why you're not having success. And I don't think it's all just steel. I just think that it's putting Tyron Smith. You could put ball over there, and I think you would have problems running the football. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I just honestly think that Tyron Smith, I, I know I did. I don't want to speak for anybody else that's working here in, in, you know, with our group. But when you watch him play, he is not the same player when they run the football. They, he lacks sustain. He lacks the power. All those things that we saw him in his career play on the left side, Yeah, it's a different football player over on the right side. And I didn't believe that was going to be the case. I, I think he'd still show a lot of that stuff on the left side just because of his age and his injuries. Like the way he's getting around yeah. in Oxnard. Yeah. There's just there's the, the fluid power I don't, know. I, mean, I don't know that. I just know that... I know that him and Martin on that right side are not getting the push that they got earlier in the season. Disappointing, because that first game against Jacksonville, there were some really good moments. I, I think the common link here is Terrence Steele, though. Last year, he started like the first six games as Colin was suspended. And then the middle part of the year, they were going back and forth. And by the end, they'd gone to Collins. And that's when their run game totally fell apart. And when I watch Terrence Steele on film, I almost always watch his pass sets and they're bad um but the, the like the difference between how he bad he is at that and good he is at the run game i don't know if there's a bigger split in the entire league for a starting right tackle his, he was outstanding he's yeah. a plus plus player as a run blocker Absolutely. he's a maybe a, a plus minus pass blocker yeah minus minus it is weird maybe, it is yeah, weird that terrence so. Steele would make that much of a difference um but it, it is now back-to-back years where the cowboys rushing attack just continues you know, to plummet you might be in a situation too where these young tight ends are starting to hit they or hit the wall hmm. you know that they that they were you know seems like everybody is though seems like well, the entire uh, offensive the, line is hitting a wall the point well, of attack, everybody the, that yeah, blocks the point of attack blockers when you watch that game the other day, and, and the two worst games they've run the ball this year both been against the commanders hmm. and that's that's just a fact let me ask you this that. real quick brian i want a, oh, a technical football question for you and this is an Easy thing, so I'm sure the teams thought of it. But wouldn't more counters help this? We're passing. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think to me that this is what this is what the Buccaneers are going to do to you on Monday. The counters, the movement yeah. of the. They've tried to run counters, and what happens is they've been getting the one thing that kills counters is penetration. Hmm. So all of a sudden, like they're running, they're running, a, they're running a counter going left or they're going right, and then all of a sudden they have. Uh, you know, they, they don't secure a down guy. I always talk about that. There's a penetrator, and now you're thrown off with the guys trying to get to the edge. And it happened a couple, yards. It yeah, happened a couple of times. In the game the other day, they're running the ball to the left, and they're trying to get they're trying to get Peters to the outside, and he gets knocked off and has to run a little far, and he can't make it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that happens to this team since you're trying to run. Yeah, they're going to try and run the ball and run the counters and stuff. 
but the penetration that they've had to deal with has been tough. They tried to run some against Tennessee as well, and yeah. it got blown up. Another great run defense. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's the answer, Wolchuk? What do you try? I I would I'm personally am not against the 13 personnel because you have a lack of talent at receiver right now, and I do think you can throw out of the 13 personnel. As Brian likes to say, the boots and the waggles. I think you can come out and run some play action because now you're in a heavy set. You're selling like you're going to run the football, but you can play action pass out of it. And I think you can utilize that to your advantage. But also, if you want to run out of that, I am not of the opinion that all of a sudden now Jake Ferguson just can't block anymore. You know, that these tight ends, did they, they have a bad game against Tennessee? Sure. I don't understand why all of a sudden it's like, they're they're terrible blockers when it worked for you the majority of the season. This is the NFL. You lose a player, you got to figure out a way to get around it and continue to play your offense. I think more of this, now that you're looking at a two-year sample size where the last month of the season your running game is inept, I think it's more on your tendencies are picked up by the opposition. Teams are figuring out what does your play caller do and how run schemes, run play calls that he likes. And teams, teams don't understand it. I I'm I'm more on the I'm more on the the I'm trying to go perimeter runs here. I'm going to try and, and per- I'm with you 100 percent on runs, that. And I'm going to try and stretch you. I'm going to try and make you play horizontal because if I keep stretching you with perimeter run, perimeter run, now all of a sudden the, the crack toss, the pin and pulls, the things like that, I'm getting the ball to the edge, and if I'm getting around and getting yards, all of a sudden it's like you're those linebackers, you're you're little naturally just stretching. The defense, the front, yeah. to try and make up for being, you know, they don't want to get hooked on the edge. So now if you have natural creases inside, that's where you come back to the inside running game. And Tyler Smith will bring that back at left tackle? I think so. I yeah. think so. To me, when you know, the, the one thing that you could do with, like we were talking about with uh, Noah Brown, is he's a, he is a pin guy, and then the pulls, you know, those are things you could actually do. The crack toss. I would try and get things to the perimeter quick enough and, and see if I you like can go that. from there. I'm doing just a lot of play action, passing on early downs, and a lot of just passing in general on early downs. Yeah, and 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 maybe as the game goes on, if we're having success, then the run game can can open up. Sure. I I think with Tampa's approach and the and the matchups, that's your best shot. Yeah, the thing is that if the quarterback wasn't throwing picks, the play action game is. You're absolutely right about that. But you know, is he going to make a good decision? That's your. That's well, that's that's. I paid him a bunch of money, and I now I have to just trust it. I have to. You got to hope that he does. No, that I made, no, so I got to live with it. I don't it. think the money has anything to do with it. I think the fact that you just need him to make better decisions. If he makes better decisions, you can move the ball on anybody with this offense. Well, when he's not so. in third and long all game, I think he'll be better at making better decisions. But he feels like he has to be the hero on third and long, and he does. And yeah, but they, oftentimes it worked. But then you go to Washington, it's a good defense, and it doesn't. See, the thing that I worry about when we're talking about it, they had a run there where they had, what, six, seven straight games where they were over 50% on third down. Yes. How many times were they in bad down-and-distance situations on those plays? I'm not saying you want to live with long down-and-distance and trying to make it work, but I, I, I will I will counter with saying that they had seven, almost a team record. If they'd have got eight straight games of over 50%, on third downs, they haven't they haven't been in great down and distance situations then. I know, and then their quarterback was turning the ball over a lot. 
Well, yeah. Steve, even both, he was converting at 50% on third downs. I, I know. <laughs> All righty. It, it is the GBAC Nation. We got to run great conversation, guys. When we return, Bobby Belt's going to join us at 530. Cowboys have been talking all afternoon uh, about what this game means to them. There's a number of news items as well as who's going to be available, who's getting healthy. That and more coming up next to the GBAC Nation. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, Bobby Belt's going to join us here in uh, just a couple of minutes. Our Cowboys insider. He'll give you the latest. You all right over there, Wolchuk? Everything oh, good. good? Just the thought of Bobby Belt makes oh. me want to throw up. Uh, he's trolling the hell out of people right and left. So, oh, you know, me? better duck and cover. Biotish and LVE practice fully today. That is fantastic news for the Cowboys offensive line. If they have any shot of getting a run game going, it's got to be with Biotish back at center with McGovern and and uh, and Tyler Smith uh, back out there at left tackle. Hopefully they can get something cooking there. Um, Todd Bowles spoke about Ryan Jensen and said he's been practicing hard and they're still waiting for clarity on if he can play. But the other guys are hurt too. This could be your last game of the season. Right. I, I'd, I'd be really surprised if Jensen doesn't play at this point. Yeah, he hasn't played the whole year. Got hurt in training camp. So, uh, you know, that's what they have to think about. But if he's out there, if they're saying he's practicing hard and all that, uh, I'll have to give my guys in Tampa a call, see what the situation is with that. Maybe they'll tell me, or I don't know. But anyway, that that's that would be big for them because they've had some problems at center since he's uh, since he's been out this year. 
You do have the Mavs and Lakers on on TNT tonight. So uh, late night, if if you're looking to catch some games, uh, you will have uh, you have basketball. And the Mavs are trying to shake off a, a stretch of some poor play. They've dropped three of four. Luka coming off uh, kind of a rough game against the Clippers. So we shall see. Couple of Cowboys quotes here from practice today. Xavier Rhodes uh, went through his first practice since joining the practice squad. Todd Archer has the quotes here for you off his Twitter account. Thanks, Todd. Uh, can I go Monday? If I didn't, I wouldn't be here, he said. But yeah, today was good. So I'm getting the hang of the playbook and everything. Felt good out there. It's up to the coaches. You think Xavier Rhodes is going to play? I do. Do you think he's the best left corner option they have? I tell you, right now, he's the one that's the most experienced. And that's, you know, and it's about it's about length. It's about size. It's about ability to have experience in these games. You can't afford mistakes. The issue with him is he really can't run. That's the biggest thing. And now if you want to put him up, press him, let him bang on these uh, these bodies, I, I think that or these wide receivers for the Bucks, I think you got to make it a physical game on the outside. I think you have to make every play a contested play. And, and he you got to get to Brady and he, quick. And he can do that. And, yeah, you make Brady have to throw in there and, and that, those tight window throws. And that's that's how I would play this. If you yeah. if you play off against these guys, you get what you deserve. Cowboys play single high more than just about anybody in the league. Yeah. You know, you, you have to have Hooker over there. You have. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, you know, you, to me, it, it, whether you play Bland, they play a lot of 11 personnel. So it's going to be Rhodes, potentially Bland, and then Diggs on the other side. And, and I would shade I would shade Hooker to the side. If you feel like you could take Diggs and put him on Godwin and try and match that up that way, then took, take Hooker and put him on the other side there and try and, and have him help whoever has to deal with uh, with the with the other big guy. How, how do you feel about Diggs handling Godwin throughout a whole game, Wolchuk? Is that is that something you'd like to see? I mean, he's done well against Mike Evans. I, I, I think that he would be fine against Godwin. I mean, I thought maybe Rhodes would be a good matchup for Godwin because Godwin's not really a speed receiver. So, you know, maybe in, in Rhodes probably would struggle with kind of a speed guy. Like, I think Mike Evans might be able to beat an Xavier Rhodes deep. See, that's the thing about it is, though, we've seen where Diggs has struggled with guys who are quicker. Sure. You know, that, that's been a, that, you know, we've seen that as being an issue. So, I, I to me, with Godwin, I, I just think that Tom Brady, when he's looking to throw the football, you know, no, you're right. I mean, that, he does look for Chris Godwin. Yeah, it's kind of a safety over blanket. A hundred, over 100 receptions that guy's had so far. Okay, other quotes here from the Cowboys. Zeke. Likes what he sees so far this week. There's a little more sense of urgency. I think the team got a little breath of life that the playoffs are here. It's kind of like a fresh season. And, yeah, the guys are ready. I like the look in their eyes. Uh, hmm. Is it possible the Cowboys just got kind of got complacent and, you know, lost their, their energy? Because Micah Parsons says the last couple weeks I felt like the season's long. And at the end of the season, you tend to chase things. You tend to do everything. But now I feel like I hit my second wind in terms of how I feel. I feel like I feel better now than I have the past couple of weeks just because of how anxious and excited I am for the playoffs. I think it could kind of turn into a grind after four and a half months. Yeah, but what bothered me, though, is that was, a, if you wanted to be honest, that was a must-win game. And it, it didn't turn out that way, but you had to find a way to go out there and play a lot better. You know, they, they should have been able to beat the Commanders last week. With a with a rookie quarterback and all that that that's the thing that's that makes me the most you know the most puzzling thing is you go out there and with a chance to potentially win the division you play like that you know yeah I hope you have a little bit different attitude a little bit different buzz yeah because if you don't win this week you're going home and then you're gonna have us 
ripping your ass the whole time about, you know, why you didn't play very well and win the game. Yeah, I don't know. You know, now that I think about it and you say that, I don't know if it's the end of the season, but it's just the impact of a loss and what that does to try to erase that embarrassment. Yeah, that's, you know, you would expect them to come out and play well. I mean, to at least start. I mean, the, the thing that the thing with the Cowboys that's been unusual about this season is late in the year they've gone to those two stretches where they had to play the three games in 12 days. Hmm. You know, their schedule wasn't, and I'm not making excuses, but if you know, if Micah Parsons and others are feeling like, ah, oh, this and that and the other, it might be because play a Thursday game, play a Saturday game, play, you know, you're playing all these different Biorhythms are very important. The yeah. routine they, of they things. They never, they never yeah. get it. Throw you out of whack. After Thanksgiving, what kind of rhythm did they really, really get into with the way the schedule? And McCarthy's best thing is trying to keep everybody healthy. Mission accomplished. Had everybody practice today, right? Basically, everybody that was supposed to practice. Yep. Yeah, I think practice. Tank was a little limited yeah. with the foot, but that's been happening. But, but, yeah. he's been, but that's been for the last yeah. six, seven it's weeks. It's happen. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the team is – it's just like the situation last year against San Francisco. Team is completely healthy going into this football game. It is time now here for Bobby Belt to join us on your home of the Cowboys. Joins you every afternoon at about 5.30. And a good afternoon, Bobby. How the heck are you? I'm wonderful, gentlemen. How are uh, how are all of you? Well, we're doing great. You know, uh, tr- just trying to find optimism and, and figure out exactly how we should feel about this game. Tyler Biotish, full participant. Are we taking this to the bank now that he's going to be good to go and the offensive yeah. lines back? In sp- yeah, position? yeah, he's he's going to be fine. Um, he'll be ready to go. Um, I mean, I know that Britt Brown's worked really hard to get him ready. Uh, you know, he's worked really hard himself. I had heard that the uh, next day after uh, the injury, uh, the Thursday night game, that he was in the next morning um, uh, working at 5 a.m. Uh, to try and get his ankle ready. And so that was a Thursday night into a Friday, and he was already back up there trying to get ready. So Tyler Biotis has worked really, really hard and is – absolutely committed to trying to get out there on the football field and it looks like uh it was a success bobby what do you think of dan olofsky's hoodie with his sport coat what kind of look are we throwing down on this today um so look i, I i'm in favor of it with when andrew Whitworth but you don't like it. danny you don't like him do you no i think he's a moron okay. um i think he's um Ooh. you know just in general uh pretty dishonest and, uh, you know, I, I, I like the, the hoodie look when it's Andrew Whitworth. When it's Dan Orlovsky, it's terrible. It sucks. And so um, that's where I come down on it is that anything that Dan Orlovsky's doing is probably bad. What do you think about Stephen A. Smith? Uh, I heard you guys are having him on tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the whale, baby. We, uh, Peyton's got another whale. And so, uh, yeah, Stephen will be on at uh, 820. And I'm excited because I didn't, I wasn't on the last one, so this will be uh, our chance to uh, go back and forth with Stephen A. a little bit. I'll, I'll talk to Stephen A. Sean keeps trying to book Dan Orlovsky to talk, and Dan keeps like coming up with these Kelvin Joseph excuses, like <laughs> oh my tooth hurts and stuff. Oh. And so uh, we're we're not able to, we haven't been able to get him. But honestly, that's probably for the best because I've been telling Sean, I was like, if you want it to get awkward and uncomfortable, uh, have him on while I'm sitting there because I'm not gonna just all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm not going to lay out on it. Like I will, I will engage, and it's probably going to be ugly. So, Sean's kind of conflicted. He he wants to have him on, but also at the same time, he's like, I don't want to invite somebody on only to you know knowing that they're going to walk into a hornet's nest of a fight with Bobby. So. No, I think that that would make for great radio, and we should have an Orlovsky versus Belt. Moment. Well, and see, and so Sean's point is like, if Dan Orlovsky just calls in and wants to go at it, like that's that's a different tone, that's a different setting. When you invite somebody, and it's kind of like inviting a guest into your home or something else, and you you don't necessarily want to 
call them in there and then have, you know, me, which is undoubtedly what happened, me, like, as soon as they throw it to me, like, Bobby, what do you want to ask Dan? And be like, why are you such a lying hack? Oh, Like, why okay. is that who you are? Oh. <laughs> um, does, it, does it make you feel gross at all inside? That's well, this, this might be an opportunity for you to grow, Bobby. I don't. I don't like growing. That growing. sounds like that sounds like a lot of work. He's more um, of a show, to be honest. And so uh, <laughs> I will. Uh, I I don't grow up. I uh, I, I, throw when up. I look at Dan Orlovsky. I throw up or whatever yeah. the old uh, schoolyard insult is. Okay, uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty footballs here. Everybody seems to be more scared of Godwin. I am. I am petrified of Mike Evans and just like three catches, two touchdowns, hundred and twenty five yards, that kind of thing. Uh, are you with me or are you with the majority? You with the masses? No, I'm I'm with you on this one because I, I my biggest worry is just stretching the field and being able to, uh, you know, damage Dallas with those big plays and the you know on the secondary just stretch the field and cause problems down there. That's not Chris Godwin, especially not this year. Chris Godwin's like gonna hit you with eight to ten yard catches all day. So, um, you know the. It was uh, Michael Irvin had told us, you know, the idea about nickel and diming. He's like, you know, Brady's just going to penny you all the way down the field. And that's that's exactly what Chris Godwin is used for in, in a lot of ways. And so, um, yeah, Evans is the one that that more concerns me. I just I, I've when you when you see the I, I don't want to see this issue of, you know, if they're able to scheme him up or, or move him around the formation and potentially get him matched up against a Nashawn Wright or somebody like that. I just. I'd have concerns about Mike Evans being able to stretch the field. And so, you know, I'm not looking forward to facing either one of them, but I've gotten much more concerns about Mike Evans and what he might be able to do. Okay, so you'd want to leave Diggs on Evans then because in two games against Diggs, Mike Evans only has three catches for 34 yards, but he does have one touchdown. Yes, I would much prefer Diggs on Evans personally. How much of a concern is is playoff Lenny for you? Um, Is that a thing? Yeah, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. Uh, I mean, he's been, what, he's been supplanted by Rashad White, though, because mm-hmm. um, he's had a, a ton of struggles this year outside of the Dallas game. Um, I'm going to go back and watch the Dallas game tonight. I was reading my notes on it from earlier in the he year. He had 126 yards rushing. He did, and it was Six a, yards like, a shot. There was one drive uh, in, like, the third quarter where he opened it, I think, with, like, carry for 11, carry for yeah. 9, carry for 17. Yeah. And – there were some misses uh, on the Dallas defense in that game, but I also, in my notes, I was looking at it, I had something written down there that, that Tampa had done a really good job of just getting favorable, like, hat-on-a-hat blocking numbers and, and were executing and able to take advantage of that. Leonard Fournette, I mean, outside of that one game, he's been really bad this year in Tampa. Um, and so, you know, I'll, I'll – take my chances against playoff Lenny because um, hmm. I what I want to do is I want to I want to stop uh, you know I, I want to stop Mike Evans I want to stop Chris Godwin the Bucks across the border last in the NFL and everything in rushing they're last in attempts they're last in yards they're last in yards per attempt and they're last in rushing touchdowns so I, I I'm gonna challenge them to beat me on that front what do you think about playoff Tommy playoff Tommy's <laughs> concerning I uh, you know just since 2000 the uh, Tom Brady's got 35 playoff victories. The Cowboys have three. Yeah. And so basically, I mean, if you had the Cowboys, you know, have the number one seed every year for the next 10 years and not lose a single playoff game, they'd still trail Tom Brady in playoff wins by two since 2000. And so they're, he he's an absolute magician out there, but also at the end of the day, like you, 
there's going to come a point where he's just not going to be the same anymore. And I think this year has been one of the more challenging seasons for him. Obviously, it's the worst his QBR has been in his entire career. But um, I, I think that there there's still something about that mystique, and that's that's a psychological hurdle I think for anybody. And and you know I know there's been discussion about the Tom Brady seven and zero against Dallas. That's less where I would be concerned about the psychological hurdle, and more just the you've got young players who are like, that is the guy, that's the goat, and, and you know, that's something that you're going to have to overcome. How much Xavier Rhodes do you think we see playing? That's a good question. Um, I, I mean, if he's out there and uh, he plays poorly, it could be, uh, you know, a situation like with Mackenzie Alexander where they ran him out there and then pretty quickly took him back off the field and committed to, you know, uh, Nishan Wright more fully, but – um, uh, I think he'll get a shot, um, and if things go poorly, then they'll adjust and they'll respond to it. But you didn't sign Xavier Rhodes just to, uh, you know, be on the practice squad or just like, oh, let's bring in a depth guy. Like, you signed him there because you you need a you're, – you're trying anything you can to see what will stick at, at that other cornerback spot, and right now nothing has. And so – uh, I, I think he's absolutely going to get an opportunity. This is the what we've talked about. It's the fourth corner they've signed in like the last eight weeks, ten weeks, to try and and uh, you know fix that secondary with, along with Trayvon Mullen, Mackenzie Alexander, Kendall Sheffield, and now Xavier Rhodes. Like they're they're clearly trying any combination they can frantically uh, to fix that other corner spot. Bobby, how do you power rank our show uh, when it when it when it comes to G bag of the day voters? Okay, so it's a good question. Generally, I feel like I agree most often with Gavin and Lucius and the way that they vote. Mm. Uh, I feel like Brian usually going last is... Uh, a detriment? Usually, no, it's decided a lot of times, and so then you're just kind of like throwing, you're like, all right, I'll throw a vote over here. So so it's less impactful. I, I feel like, Eric, you're the one who usually screws it up. Um, that, that whenever... Fantastic. There's like a, a really good G-bag candidate or, or something like that. Dawson usually starts it off strong like today. Dawson voting for Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin should have been five-time status. Yeah. No question about it. I made him honorary. And, 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 then, and then Dawson <laughs> throws it out. He leads off with a home run. And then uh, Cheech has to come in there and go like, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to vote for Michael Irvin. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to vote for Churchly. And then you just start the domino of the voting process changing. And so I sort of blame you pretty consistently. I feel like there have been a couple different times where like a five timer has gotten derailed because of your second vote, kind of just screwing things up. Probably so the best take you've had I, all year. I, I think what do you think the lineup should be? What do you think the order should be, Bill? Yeah, I think you should just take Eric out. To be honest, that that would be my. I don't care what order you go and just take Eric out, and that would be that. I think would would solve everything. I, I think that I think it should be Gavin Lucius that like or Lucius Gavin whatever order there to kind of get the ball rolling in the right direction and then have everybody else fall in line and just remove Eric from the process. I've learned something though about this. When Gavin feels like I'm going to mess the vote up, he will pass. He'll go. I don't know, Lucius. He's a really good list. What do we got? <laughs> And so he'll pass, and knowing yeah. that he's going to get the last vote. Yeah, wait till you see what I got for you tomorrow. Man, yeah, now that, that I know that, it's such a concern. Gavin, I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Gavin, that's yeah. what I'm you, saying. You, you, you got yeah. to do that with Gavin, Eric. Gavin then. will go. Oh, I, I don't know about this. Because Eric's going to Eric, make what do you got? Sideways. And he'll go around, and he'll get, and he'll know. Like, okay, Broadus is going to jack this vote up. <laughs> Eric, I'm going to vote. 
Eric's too busy, like, looking at the fan. To, like, he didn't even hear half the nominees, I bet, most of the time whenever G-Bag of the Day is on because he's, like, in a thousand-mile stare responding to somebody <laughs> on the fan text about, you know, whatever it may be. And so I, I feel like Eric shouldn't have a vote anymore. Well, that's it's because my, that's somebody keeps texting in asking me to say the T-word all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Which I happened. did do once. Hey, that's, Bob, that's, did the results of your poll question surprise you who will win Monday's game? 77% going with the Cowboys right now. No, because did you see the uh, the first poll question? No. The first one I threw out there got 13,000 votes. It said 55% Buccaneers, which is exactly what I wanted to do. Monday I held a poll. Huh. Most of the fan base says Buccaneers are going to win. It was, it was a social experiment. Oh, that is awesome. It's, I it's I 70. Yeah. And so you've got a wild swing uh, just a few days later, and that, I just wanted to capture – the, the raw emotion of Cowboys fans in the immediate aftermath of a disappointing loss. So, no, it doesn't surprise me at all, given how they voted on Monday. That's that's generally that's how the, the fan base wildly swings throughout the week. I'm sure if I you know threw this poll out on Monday morning, it's going to be like 90-10 Cowboys. It's yeah. beyond time tomorrow, Bob. Try it again, buddy. I'd love to see it. Great work, say, as Walchuk? always. What? What, what did Wolchuk just say? I said beyond time tomorrow, Bob. Yeah, screw you, Zach. I love you. There <laughs> he goes. <laughs> Bobby Belt, Cowboys insider. Most afternoons, 5.30. Time now for LA Live. Here's Lucius. Uh, let's see what I have for you fellas. Uh, question <laughs> for the Tolos and headlines on a Thursday. <laughs> Well, all right, you squares. Hey, it's LA Live for January 12th, 2023. Uh, Stephen A. Smith will be on the fan tomorrow. I really hope they ask him, why are you so phony, bro? <laughs> Why are you so phony? You and Molly. Why are y'all so phony sometimes? Jeez. He was out here calling uh, Kyrie Irving names trying to make your point. Mm. But when it comes to Dana White, you were softballing it, talking nice, being all sweet to him. Yeah, it's the, it looks like the marching orders at ESPN right now is uh, Dana White's fine. Yeah. Sports media is crazy, bro. Yes. Seeing how the sausage is made is wild. 100%. Jeez. <laughs> They be ignoring folks and other folks. They just go super hard on. For three straight weeks. Question for the Tolos. What advice would you give your younger self? I asked this to the Tolos that follow me on Facebook. Got a whole lot of interesting answers. What advice would you give your younger self? Don't do drugs. Go to class. Go to class. (laughs) Somebody's, yeah. Uh, uh, go to class. I would have said do more drugs. Okay. Uh, Steve Jobs right over there. Get yeah. the mind-expanding drugs. Yeah. Stay away from the bad drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grows from yeah. the ground. It's probably yeah. fine. I would have said don't even try college because I dropped out of too many. Yeah. You know, I, it wasn't for me. Don't waste your time. You know, yeah. So just let's let's get to it. You know, somebody just start said working. that too. Somebody yeah. said don't go to college. Yeah. And this is a personal thing for them. You know, yeah. uh, read more books. Absolutely. Yeah. Get don't get into early. credit card debt. Don't yeah. fight Parcells. That's great advice. Don't fight Parcells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to your mother. Mother. Yeah. Listen to your parents. They do know. Drink more water. They do know. They yeah, really do know. That's overrated. Uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> that's overrated. Unless there's salt in it. Don't get yourself put on child support. Uh, I think that's condoms, Ooh, bro. Condoms yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, so definitely don't have any kids until you know you're in love. And, and don't fall in love until you know how to love yourself. Don't marry the first girl. And that's where the drugs yeah. come back into play, right? <laughs> there you go. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
savor the great moments. There you go. Take accountability and learn the lesson. That's true. How about that? Whenever you ask a question like this, I got to put in my plug for meditation. Go ahead, bro. You know, just if anybody's out there, they're like, man, I'd like more control of my impulses. Just try it. Yeah. Maybe I can push you over the cliff into a little quiet time. I'm 100% with you, bro. I would would have loved to start when I was like 12. Yeah. God, everything would have been a lot different. Yeah, 100%. Especially on two grams of psilocybin. (laughs) (laughs) Invest in Bitcoin and sell it fast. Yes. Yes, uh, 2013. Yeah. Get on in there. Self-custody. Oh, my gosh. Don't do stupid S. Almost said it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh welcome my welcome God. to my day. Yeah. <laughs> if you just whisper it, Lucius, you're right. If you yeah, whisper you're right. it, you're okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, let's see. Don't marry your first wife. That was a personal thing right there. Yeah. Selling that drugs. Was is, yeah, that was you? Yeah. Okay, I feel you, Phil. <laughs> Selling drugs is not a smart way to make money. Okay. Unless don't, you're the government. Don't dump her. Uh, don't get caught in analysis paralysis. Yeah, that'll happen. Uh, let's say, don't be a slut. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but- I sent that to my, I bookmarked who sent that one. I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Right request. We're going to sit here. Yeah, but also don't be a prude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or the good die young. Yeah. 214 said pants down, then poop. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is incredible. Wow. Okay. That was personal right there. Uh, let's see. Stay away from the girl you met in November of 2013. All right. That's personal. Nobody. Yeah. Whoever you meet in November 2013, just, just walk away. Yeah. Hey, if y'all see any good stuff out there on the fan text, don't be shy. Just scream it on out. Okay. I'm going to keep it all moving right here. Don't oh. go cheap on the toilet paper. Oh, my God. That's a good one. Yeah. Your hand will go right through on your finger. That's why I love bidets, bro. Gosh, I need to get on there. It's so clean back there. I promise you can eat off of it. Whoa. Now, <laughs> I would I would tell myself, <laughs> get a hold of Nelly Cruz Uh-oh. and tell him no doubles, bro. No doubles. <laughs> <laughs> G-Bag of the day. We do it every day here at 2.30 here on the fan. I'm pretty sure Bobby Belt is listening all the time. Shout out to Bobby. We have a winner. Um, lady singing a song in church. The spirit hitter just came on over, you know what I'm saying? Hallelujah! And she started to testify. Oh, Lord, 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 nothing I did, nothing I tried, nothing I smoked, nothing I snorted, nothing I drank, no man I did, no one did me, nothing did me any good. Oh, Lord, even that food, the food, the food I put in my mouth would Help me, Lord. The food, the food, the food. <laughs> That's not the same lady that was doing the breakfast, the breakfast, the breakfast, No, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> that lady, she breakfast. was lost. <laughs> that was a big moment for her. The biscuits. the food. Breakfast, the breakfast, the breakfast. Oh, Shando. Okay. Let's see. How about this one? Headlines. Coach Prime, a.k.a. Deion Sanders, uh, says he wanted to do the two-sport thing. Yes. In Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, fact, yeah. He wanted to play for the Bengals. Oh, wow. I had no idea about this. I'm pretty sure some of you probably knew out there. I had no idea. Me Brand new no information idea. for me. Yeah. Did he, he come in? He came out right as they were good? Yeah. Well, in 91 or so? He actually, he, he got a hold of their front office and asked, like, that he wanted to go play. Bro, they, they, this is they, on bro. They wouldn't. Yeah. Bro, yeah. this is on Were you working for the Bengals then? What's that? You, weren't, you never worked for the no, Bengals, No, 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 no. I knew the situation, Look though, at you, that they Krusty, were talking bro. about. you, Krusty, bro. You were on yeah. it, fam. Yeah, that was the, no, the Brown family. They 
Dion called and asked, and because and, they were, <laughs> they were was like, oh yeah, Jim Lippicott and those guys, all the scouts there. Yeah, they're like, you're oh. really from the NFL, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I believe everything you say now, bro. Asked, oh, no, 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 no. I was calling Cap on you for a long time. Now I am believe everything you say <laughs> now, dog. <laughs> I was calling Cap. Now, yeah, he was on a uh, Pat McAfee show, yeah, talking about that same situation that brought us just. Broke down for us. Thank you, Broadus. Check this out. No problem. How did you like it there? That was always the word, like, because oh you kept coming back. God, I loved it. It made us feel good that you liked the Reds. No, no. I love Cincinnati. I wanted to just just build a, a, a home there and live there forever. We even asked the darn uh, Bengals at the yeah. time, which were horrible. Look at you, Like, Broadus. okay, let me just bring it here. Let me do the two-sport thing here because I don't want to leave. I love it. They didn't even call us back. That's how bad the Bengals were at the time. They didn't call us back. I'm like, I want to play for you. I want to play for you. I, I love baseball here. I would love to play football here so I can stay here all year, year round. I found some property with a little lake on it. I want to do my fishing and back. I love it here. Oh. And they never even called back, man. Bengals. But I did. I love that. I, I used to leave random. <laughs> People, I now feel I used to leave like fifty to hundred tickets a, a, a game because these little kids—they were just my guys. So I'm like, "Hey, give me your number. I'm going to leave you tickets. You got tickets, season tickets to every game. It's going to be tickets at the gate in your name. You're you coming out? I got you. That's how much love I had for the Reds in Cincinnati. Man, that's cool. That I think they had like championship vibes flowing in Cincinnati around that time. Must have been a lot of fun, you know. Incredible teams. The Nasty Boys. And, man, they're so cheap, man. Yeah. They're so cheap that even when Deion Sanders knocks no. on your door and says, I want to be with you, he's like, and those no, guys, Duke Tobin, no. no. They didn't want to sell seats, huh? Yeah. They, they want to put sell. butts in seats. Nope. That's that's horrible. That might be the worst front office decision ever. Yeah. The best corner ever wants to play for you guys. What do you think? Yeah. Nah, nah we're good. We're not good. Probably you know? too expensive. Got other things we got to work on. <laughs> Now, I have this kid right here in the headlines. There's another kid that he reminds me of a young Jared Sandler. Remember, Jared Sandler was like a child prodigy when it comes to just being involved with sports broadcasting. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah. CA interviewed him when he was like seven. Thank yeah. you. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about right there. Mm-hmm. This kid right here is 10 years old. Let me get my paper. Oh. Uh, yeah. Devontae Adams one? Is this the one? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, this kid Good wants deal. to be a, a sports reporter when he grows up. He's already getting busy. Here's 10-year-old Jeremiah 1 and 5. Jeremiah 1 and 5. i got to look that up in the Bible. In front of me, something awesome. Uh, he's interviewing Devontae Adams. Wait, should I do my introduction? Now I'm here with Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's got 95 receptions for 1,443 yards. He's got 14 touchdowns, and he averages 15 yards per catch. Wow. Man, it's an honor and a privilege to meet you today. Pleased to meet you, man. So one of my greatest memories of my life is going to your to your camp and doing a seven on seven tur- against. Greatest memories of his life, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's ten, five good years yeah. he remembers. Yeah. <laughs> so what is what are your greatest memories in your childhood? Greatest memories in my childhood, I would say when I was young, um, maybe about seven or eight years old, I had opportunity to meet JJ Stokes, who was on the San Francisco 49ers at the time. UCLA. And that memory stuck with me because I was the first. Uh, professional athlete that I met that I met and it was just a great experience really nice guy he helped out all of all the young kids and gave us great advice so I probably have to say that can we get a picture <laughs> <laughs> you get a 
from the ground, dog. Got to get him from the ground. <laughs> Got to get these legs. Man. My man had on a tie. Up. He had on a good tie. He looked good. He looked good. Yeah. That's fine when junior reporters have the confidence. Yeah. They can already pull it off. Yeah, he looks great out there. And a few facts on deck before we get out of here, folks. Uh, it's a ladies' night Thursday. Thirsty Thursday, excuse oh, me. Uh, let you know that mosquitoes prefer biting people who are drunk. They do. They want to get a buzz, too. Yeah. I want to get a buzz, too. Uh, I, a buzz too. <laughs> I was always wondering why that was. Uh, let's see. Men's baby batter. You guys know what men's baby batter is? Yes, okay, sir. be careful. All right. Stop. Good. All right. Men's baby batter contains the same amount of vitamin C as an orange. Dang. I don't know how much. Say. Way less sugar. It's fortifying. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And uh, men's baby batter contains zinc, calcium, both which are proven to prevent tooth decay, huh? Yeah, it's I'm good not. for you, ladies. Those neck dinners, by the way. <laughs> neck dinners. And be careful when you go pick up a drunk girl from the club. Have you ever done something like this? No. I don't like super, super drunk girls. I'm not going to hit on you or pick I, you I up. I left a couple of I've drunk got, girls at the club. Yeah, yeah. I've got thrown up yeah. on before. Trying yeah. to help that out. Yeah. yeah. I don't want you to make sorry. a bad decision. You'd be like, oh, I was drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to get involved yeah, with that. Yeah. To be yeah. honest, usually I was too drunk to tell how yeah. drunk the other people were. <laughs> you were hoping they were picking you up? <laughs> I'm just as drunk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this man right here picked up a drunk girl and brought her home, or he thought he brought her home. Oh. He found out at the door that uh, this is not her home. In fact, the ring camera picked it all up. Oh, no. Do you have the key? Why would I have the key? Do you not live here? No. What? <laughs> what the f are we doing here? I don't know. Are you serious? Are you joking? No, I'm I'm being serious. So y'all be careful out there, man. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Leave the drunk people alone. And don't be drunk on these roads, too. Be safe. Yeah. That's my time, folks. I'm getting back to putting these podcasts up for the G-Bag Nation. Well, yeah. thank you, sir. L.A. Live with Lucius uh, every night about 540. Replays the G-Bag of the day for you every day if you miss it. Okay, coming up in the 6 o'clock segment here, 10 Reasons the Cowboys Will Lose... Uh, it was published in the Tampa media, and we'll ask you Cowboys fans, how many of these are legit and how many are false? That's next here in the G-Back Nation. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.